Uh, welcome to the Emotionally Healthy Leader podcast. My name is Rich Velotis. I'm the lead pastor of New Life Fellowship Church and here in Queens, New York City. And I'm here as always with Pete Scazzaro. Pete is the founder of New Life as well as the founder of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And today we're going to talk about limits and leadership. When I think about limits, Pete, it's a, it's, it's a, I have a love-hate relationship with limits. Um, uh, in, in one sense, I see the importance of it. In another, it reminds me of my humanity and my brokenness there. So the, uh, the, the idea of limits in leadership is a theme that comes up uh, consistently in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Pete covers it here in The Emotionally Healthy Leader. Um, but Pete, we're going to talk about what does it mean to find God in our limits? How do we search for God in our limits? Because... Uh, too often, we go beyond our limits, and we find ourselves uh, in a lot of trouble. So before we, um, you give us a little theology of what limits are and the importance of it in our leadership, um, what are some of the signs or just indicators that we are going beyond our limits? What have you experienced personally? What have you seen in conversations with pastors around the world? No, I think it's, in fact, I think it's one of the number one issues. I know it has been my number one issue of rebellion. It's been such a theme in my life ever since I got into EHS over 20 years ago. And uh, my wife uh, is always the first one to point it out. She seems to see it before I do. But Jerry, often at conferences, uh, will say this needs, to, this needs its own space. It rarely gets its own space. It always gets, it's integrated into everything in a sense, but it doesn't have its own, you know, two-hour block. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think we've wrestled because in some ways it deserves it. It's such a large, important theme. And I don't know very many leaders who don't struggle with this quite a bit. So when you talk about limits, give us a quick theology. Um, where, where does the idea of limits flow biblically? Yeah, I mean, our staff retreat yesterday, we, we did the wilderness. We yeah. were studying the temptations. I mean, it comes out of Genesis 3, and Robert Barron, who's a great theologian, argues that uh, the issue of rhythm and limits is the core issue of the Garden of Eden. That it's the, re the rebellion is all around the limits that God places in front of them with a tree, saying not to eat from this tree. God doesn't explain why they can't, just says don't eat it. And he puts the tree right in front of them. Like they can do it, they can grab the tree and eat. And there's, you know, think of this, thousands of trees, like yeah. I, if I was God, I'd put it in the back, you know, <laughs> so they don't see it, but he can, they see it every day, there's the limit. And they're not to grab it. And um, they do, and we're still bearing the repercussions. So I think the theology is, our trust of God and embracing the limits he puts before us are, are closely related. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, our second Adam, in, Gen in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, he's a second Adam. He surrenders and trusts the Father and does not cross the limits and doing what he could do, mm -hmm. but he trusts the Father with it. And then John the Baptist, to me, is the great example of someone who embraces his limits and is able to say when Jesus is emerging and his ministry is going down and Jesus is going up, you know, a person can receive only what's given him from heaven, and he embraces it, and he, and he lets himself go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the that's the simple theology, because um, we've got so many limits in life: age, physical mm -hmm. gifts, talents, family of origin, ministry, money, everything. It's constant limits, and as we get older, they become more severe mm -hmm. and significant. In fact, I for my 60th birthday. One of the gifts I gave myself was to go see a mentor of mine, an older mentor of mine uh, in Pennsylvania, and drive to him and pay to see. He's a professional therapist as well, but an older guy, and uh, but wise. And I asked him about 
growing older, what mm. lessons he learned. And basically, he talked to me about limits. Mm. And, and it was profound. It was so profound. And the need to practice when you're younger, uh, embracing the limits of growing older so that as you, each decade, you're, you're, already, you're already equipped mm. to not be, not be able to drive anymore. Not being able to do versus fighting, yelling, screaming, and making everybody miserable around you. I thought it was brilliant. He called it practice getting old, mm. and I was like, okay, I, I, I can I can try that. Uh, so that sounds really. It sounds like another podcast in itself here. <laughs> just those lessons there. Um, a couple of things before we go into some of the the examples of going beyond our limits. Um, you talk about discernment and discretion. Yeah. What's the, the relationship with those two words as it pertains to limits? Yeah, I mean, so, so we've got to discern what is God asking us to do, right? And so, for example, you're leading this large church right now, Rich, which for others would be going beyond their limits, right? So you, you should not be leading this 1,500-member church. You should be doing a church of 200. But God's given you the gifts, the grace, where it's within your limits to lead it. Um, so what's he giving you to do? But then you need, we need discretion, which is closely related, which, okay, discern, this is what God's doing. Mm-hmm. But discretion is that ancient word about it's the ability to wait. It's the ability to not act. It's the ability to say, I can do this, mm-hmm. but God's asking me not to. Uh, and so I think limits is you can do many things. Mm. The question is growing in the maturity to be able to say, not just God's not asking me to, but I've actually got the, the character quality of discretion to be able to say, okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait on God. I'm, I'm going to let it unfold naturally over time. And so with that, you, we were talking beforehand, and you know, we talked about some of the examples of going beyond our limits. And there was a, you put it out on Twitter um, about burnout. Yeah. And it really, when I saw the definition, I said, man, that's a really good definition. That burnout is a symptom we are going beyond God's limits and leading in ways that belong to someone else. Um, how'd that definition come out in? Yeah, I just, you know, we were talking about, it's such a common theme, right, among Burnout, pastors right? and leaders. And, my, and, and Jerry actually had commented to me uh, that it was a moral failure, burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, so we had a nice discussion about it. And of course, she was thinking of me first in our history. Um, <laughs> That because the understanding is that if in leadership that we're managing, we're stewarding everything well, mm-hmm. beginning with our own lives, and people are trusting that we're stewarding that our lives and we're, we're doing what God has for us in front of us, and that limits of that, and not trying to be somebody else, not envying, not pushing, not walking out of our family of origin, that we have the integrity of life mm-hmm. to manage the complexity of all that's coming at us and the temptations to cross over those limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very interesting. So I, but I've, I've been thinking a lot about it because it's as we're traveling, we're just meeting more and more leaders that are exhausted. Mm-hmm. How have you experienced just limits as it pertains to marriage? I'm sure many folks that are watching here, leaders, there is this ongoing tension. I've experienced this many yeah. times of there's work to do, yeah. And at the same time, we're called to lead out of our marriage, lead out of our singleness. Um, what, what have you learned? What are some observations about limits in marriage? Yeah. Well, how about this? Well, why don't I just, there's a number of ways I can determine, am I going beyond my limits? I think marriage is one of the biggest. Yeah. But obviously things like I'm exhausted physically. I'm not enjoying Jesus and mm-hmm. scripture. I'm, uh, lack uh, of joy. Lack of joy. Uh, things are feeling a drudgery. I don't have time for friendships. Uh, with other people, a lot of anxiety, 
a lot of rushing. Mm -hmm. Those are my symptoms of when I'm going beyond limits. But probably one of the greatest gifts and challenges, or maybe one of the ways we know we're going beyond our limits, is our spouses are miserable. Mm -hmm. Our spouses are seeing things. So um, it's a, if we're married, it's a gift yeah. uh, to know that, to, to recognize who's, how's, who is the spouse God's given me and what are his or her limits uh, in terms of to have a great marriage, a great walk with Jesus, uh, enjoy serving Christ as pastors and leaders in churches. What are the limits that God's given, not just myself, but but my spouse? Yeah, I experienced that. I was, um, we, we have two children and our son who's two, this was uh, almost two years ago now, where we were coming off vacation, he was very little, and Rosie and I were planning the next few months of just calendar. And she said, you know, there's two small kids in the house. Um, I'm going to need some support at night just to get these kids. And so can we talk about how many nights you're going to be out a month? So I said, sure, that's no problem. So uh, she had her own number, like what's a sweet spot for her in light of this current season of having small children. And it was something like seven to eight. You know, it was okay, seven to eight. Rosie, you know, I'm leading this big, there's a lot of stuff to do. And um, we did our calendar. And I was already resisting. We talking about seven to eight, and we started listing it. And within twenty minutes or so, there's so much tension in the living room because I had already like fifteen things down, fifteen nights that I was going to be out. Yeah. And but I couldn't even see. It was like my own blind spot. I could not see my how I was just going beyond my limits in this season of our lives. Uh, and I needed someone to just say. In light of where we're at right now in this season, do you see how crazy this is for you to be out 15 nights? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, I guess. So I don't know if I, I think I slept on the couch that night. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I had someone come to me just recently that she's a leader in a church and she got on a mission trip and her husband was uh, feeling neglected. She'd been gone on this trip for who knows how long, a week, two weeks. And she said, I simply turned to him and said, I, I, I did it for God. <laughs> Shut him down. And uh, the Garcot. We were talking about leading out of your marriage, and she said, I just, she never integrated again the marriage oneness yeah. with him and oneness with Jesus. So I, I think it's, I would say that it makes it very easy to say no, our spouses, right? And if we'd married somebody else, they would have a different set of limits, right? Uh, I know one couple, you know, well known couple that they're able to travel separately and have lots of time apart, and really, they're married. It works for them, but yeah. they're built differently. Yeah. I think the question is how, what you know. Yeah. Rosie needs what Jerry needs, what I need, what you need. Yeah. Uh, we're both pretty needy people, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I don't think I don't think I could even do. I couldn't do that. Mm. Um, yeah. so. And for those that are single, I mean, you know, the kind of community that yes. they need for someone to say, "Hey, how's it going with your rhythms and your limits?" That's and your really close important. friendships. Yes. Yes. Very, very important. So as we close this thing here, um, what are some ways to embrace limits uh, as a pastor? I'm sure many pastors here, yep. this is an ongoing theme. Yep. Uh, there's so much to do. Um, churches are growing and, you know, yep. it's just so much before us. Yes. How are, what are some ways that we can... Well, you know, it's interesting. So I remember I wrestled, I, I, I'm thinking about when I wrestled with this question 20, 25 years ago of saying, God, I, I want to be able to... Uh, embrace my limits better. I, I want to be less um, rebellious, you know, less uh, driving. And now that I'm a bit older and I'm watching the process, I think the answer is with great difficulty. In, in some ways, we do 
like John of the Cross says, we do our active things in a sense to position ourselves so God can change us. Like we have a rule of life, we're you know, talking to our spouses, we're, we're doing scripture and prayer. It's very critical. Even silence. I don't know if you can do limits without having a serious level of silence and stillness in your life. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that in particular in the next podcast. But I think the dark night of the soul rips it out of us. I think that's growing older is such a gift because yeah. as we suffer in the healthy sufferings of dark nights, God does profound work in us that I'd, only he can do of, I don't know what it's called, Rich, but it's like this breaking this... How did John the Baptist say, hey, a person can receive only what's given to him from heaven. No competition. No, even Peter with John, when Peter says at the end of his life, John 21, what about him? Mm-hmm. When he gets told he's going to be crucified upside down, and Jesus says, don't worry about him. You know, follow me. Yeah. Um, and just embrace your limits. Um, you're going to get crucified upside down. John the Baptist, you're going to get your head cut off uh, and languish in prison. Uh, I, that's the gift, I think, of growing older and... There's no substitute, I think, for that process. But there's a lot we can do in the meantime of silence, solitude, rules of life, prayer. Um, But we have to recognize everything we're doing takes so much time, Rich. I mean, I think a couple of people, you were involved in hiring Mm -hmm. recently that I was part of the process at different points, but watching the slowness of your process and your executive team I was like, this is what it takes. And I know there was a temptation to rush and make a decision, but I watched you guys and said, first I said to myself, I wish I had done that with all of my hires in the early years, which I didn't. Uh, and how the wisdom, I watched the wisdom emerge in both discussions that was so beautiful and life-giving for everybody involved. And of course, our whole church. Uh, but what a limit in terms of the amount of time it cost you and I think of, Red and Peter and the executive team yeah. and others that were involved. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work to do limits. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Well, um, there's so much more we could say about limits. Uh, Pete writes about limits here at the Emotionally Healthy Leader book, so the planning and decision making chapter, and so so many levels of nuance to this conversation. Yeah. You can also go on the Emotionally Healthy Leader. Uh, website emotionallyhealthy.org for more information and articles as it pertains to limits so catch you next time thank you